Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So Gather, we are starting a new conversation today for the next few weeks. Uh, We will be teaching through the confession of faith that we just said out loud together. Uh, So I wanted to give you a little bit of context on, on how this came to be. We wrote this confession of faith. I wrote this in February and kind of uh, a stream of consciousness uh, moment, uh, and I wrote it immediately after having a, a conversation with Andre Franklin, who's on our staff as a pastor here, and um, we had been, it, it felt like we were in a, a little stretch, we're still kind of in that stretch, but in a little stretch where we were having back-to-back-to-back-to-back uh, meetings with people who uh, were deconstructing their faith. Sometimes that was a word we used for them, sometimes that was a word they brought to us, but many in our community were coming and saying, I was given a set of beliefs, and um, I don't want those anymore, but I don't know what I want now. All right, so they, they very clearly said, I don't believe this anymore, but I don't know where I'm going, but I want something. I want to be able to hold on to something. I want some kind of faith, right? And, and that's really what the, the deconstruction process is, right, where you... Uh, where you kind of take apart everything that you were handed and you evaluate it and you say, what of this is good and helpful and right? And so I kept having these meetings and um, to be honest, I wasn't sure what to tell folks other than I totally understand and it's a really hard process. And so in this moment, I wrote this uh, confession of faith because I wanted us as a community to create a starting point, a foundational framework for reconstructing our faith. Not all of it, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but that we could say together, at least this is the kind of faith we want to have as a community. And as we teach through um, these six kind of concepts, what I want you to know is that agreement is not our goal. It's not my goal. I don't need you to agree with me. When we say these things together as a community, I don't need you to think, oh man, I am 100% sure about this. Agreement isn't the goal and certainty isn't the goal. Okay, so you can disagree with me. You can disagree with the people uh, who you know come to church here, and I don't need you to be certain about it. Really, our goal is that we participate together, that we just do it together, that we walk down this path together. And so today we're talking about having an expansive faith. We just said this out loud together that we're seeking an expansive faith because we believe our theological system should be growing wider and including more. An expansive faith. So in the year uh, 2000, so 21 years ago, the founders of Netflix worked super hard and finally got a meeting with Blockbuster, who was like the big boy in the movie game at the time. So the founders of Netflix, brand new, finally got a meeting with Blockbuster, and the founders of Netflix went in and said, uh, we know that a digital revolution is happening. We know everything's going online. We would love to partner with you, Netflix said. We would love to partner with you, Blockbuster, and we will handle everything that you do online. So we can essentially merge. We'll take everything you want to do online. We'll accomplish it for you, and you can take everything we've tried to do in retail, and you can handle that. And the CEO of Blockbuster laughed them out of the room, sent them out, because that's not the way they did things. And he said, 
this is not how we do it. We all know how that turned out for Blockbuster. But he said, we've always done it one way, and we're not changing. And I, I don't know about you, you don't have, this doesn't have to be your experience, but for me, I was given a blockbuster kind of faith, a blockbuster framework for faith, where we said, this is the way we've always done it, and we are not willing to change. We are not willing to evaluate if we should do it a different way. This is the way we've always done it. I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. From big, lofty theological ideas, this is the way we've always done it, to the kind of instruments we use during worship, this is the way we've always done it, to the color of the carpet, this is the way we've always done it. Our faith, my faith that was given to me, was built around this simple phrase, this is the way we've always done it. And I believe that that simple phrase, this is the way we've always done it, is the opposite of having an expansive faith. Another way to say this is that uh, by having an expansive faith, we are rejecting rigidity and, and the rigid kind of framework that fundamentalism gives us. Right? I know that it's easy to fall into uh, the, the, the trap of black and white certainty because being 100% sure of something, or at least thinking you're 100% sure of something, uh, it feels really good. And having a set of conclusions that you're not willing to change that you say, this is the way we've always done it, I'm not touching it. Having that set of conclusions can feel really safe, and it can feel really good, and change is really hard. We don't really like change. Most, most of us don't change very often. And so whether you were given a rigid, blockbuster kind of faith or not, so I was given that kind of faith, whether you were or not, it is really easy to fall in to a this is how we've always done it kind of faith. It is easy to build a rigid faith system that has no room for expansion because that kind of system feels good. But this is the way we've always done it is the opposite of an expansive faith. And as Jesus begins his ministry, he, he shows up like 2,000 years ago, and it's at the, the height of a time period called Second Temple Judaism. And, and the world that he shows up in, the entire thing could be summed up in uh, the phrase, this is how we always do it. And um, the, the religious system and the cultural system was around protecting these norms, where everyone said, this is how we've always done it. We are not changing. And I think it's important to remember uh, how revolutionary Jesus was and Jesus is. And the, the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Mark um, tell us that Jesus' first sermon was this simple phrase. We've, we've, I, I'm confident you've heard it at some point. Matthew 4.17, Jesus preaches his first sermon. He says, repent, for the kingdom of, of heaven has come near. Repent. And uh, I know that, that often when we hear the word repent, we think of street preachers and we think of sermons about hell. Uh, but repentance is really just a word that means change your mind. Change your mind. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And, and I don't believe the invitation was for us to change our minds about ourselves. I don't believe that God needed to change our, his mind about us. I think the invitation from Jesus is to change our minds about God. Because all of us have a way we think about God. And when Jesus showed up here in this context 2,000 years ago, there was a very rigid, this is how we've always done it, way to think about God. And Jesus shows up and says, you should change your mind. 
you should change your mind. And I really believe that repentance is our pathway towards an expansive faith. That though repentance has been used, that word has been used in all kinds of damaging ways, I believe that repentance is our pathway towards an expansive faith. If we can change our minds about God, if we can be willing, if we can be open, then we will have an expansive faith that includes more over and over and over again. Right, Having the ability to repent, the ability to change, that's what dismantles the this is how we've always done it way of thinking. And Jesus says, um, repent, change your mind, because the kingdom has come near. Right, And just like us, this culture that Jesus is speaking to had ways they thought about where God was. There was holy spaces and not holy spaces. God was confined in these ways. And Jesus says, you should change your mind about God. His kingdom is all around you, right in front of you, over there and over there. And maybe for you, you've thought, well, um, I'll deal with God and his kingdom when I die. That's when I'll experience it. And today I say, change your mind. The kingdom is here, right in front of you. Jesus is saying, change your minds about God. Everything you see belongs to him. Everywhere, everything is holy space. That's a nice way to expand, right? That's a good direction to move. That we say we're going to change our minds to this expansive view of God, that he's everywhere and in everything. When we fail to change our minds, we just get stuck in this rigid, this is how we've always done it, blockbuster kind of faith. We get confined to these systems. Right? We, we often build walls around a set of conclusions. And we say these conclusions are important to us. These theological conclusions about God and our culture and ourselves, these are the conclusions uh, that we have. And let's build a wall around them to protect them. Let's confine these set of conclusions. And those walls we build around our belief systems make us feel safe. But the fence, that wall that we think is keeping the bad stuff out, it often just keeps us locked inside, constrained. You, you may have seen this uh, viral story from a, a few weeks ago, but there was a town in Minnesota uh, where residents had been releasing their pet goldfish into the town lake for lots and lots of years. So they were releasing like two, three inch uh, pet goldfish that their kids didn't want anymore. And uh, after several years, the uh, the like parks and wildlife department realized that there was some issue happening in the lake and they started to explore and they caught uh, about 30 of these, what they described as monster goldfish. So they started as pet goldfish and they ended over a foot long. They were monster goldfish because you probably know this, but goldfish grow to the size of their habitat. So if you put a two or three inch goldfish in a 12 inch bowl, it will stay a two or three inch goldfish. And if you put it in the town lake, it will like apparently quadruple in size. Right? Goldfish grow, they expand to the size of their habitat. And the same is true of you and me, that when we put these constraints around us, we will never grow. We will never expand. If we build a wall around our set of conclusions about God and say, I'm not willing to open the door on this, I'm not willing to break down the wall, we will never expand. And so I think the, the invitation of repentance is to break down the walls, to tear down the fence, to open the gate, so that you can finally and fully expand your view of who God is, that he is in everything, 
that he is everywhere. Repent. The kingdom of God is here. Repentance is our pathway to an expansive faith. And as we repent, as those walls come down, I think our circle of inclusion, our circle of love, that it should only get wider. Right? We say that our theological system should get wider and include more. Ephesians 3, we just got through with Ephesians, but in Ephesians 3, uh, Paul prays this prayer for the church there, and he says, And I pray that being rooted and established in love, you may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ for you. Paul's painting a picture. Do you see the picture that the, that the love of Christ goes higher than you can imagine, that it goes wider than you can imagine, that it's longer than you can imagine, that it's deeper than you can imagine, that it's just bigger and better and more beautiful, more expansive, more just than you can imagine. And so as we tear down the walls of who we thought God was, as we expand, as we change our minds, we should always change our minds towards a more inclusive, loving, beautiful, and just understanding of God. That's why our theological system should be growing wider. Because the longer we go into this, the more we learn, the less we stick to the, this is how we've always done it. Every step we take forward should include more than before. Carlos Rodriguez says this, as soon as you draw a line to exclude people, Jesus goes to the other side of that line with them and invites you to join him there. Because our repentance, our changing our mind, our expansive faith should always include more, should be more loving, more just, more beautiful. The kingdom of God is everywhere. And so the call today is to repent. The call today is to change your mind, to break down the walls, to take off the chains, to open the gates, and to change your mind about who God is. To have an expansive kind of faith where you say, maybe God is bigger, better, more loving, more just, and more beautiful than I could have ever imagined. Let your faith expand. And so for you, are you willing to break out of the comfort of your routine Are you willing to to break down those walls and say, maybe I haven't always gotten it right? Maybe first just evaluate if you're kind of stuck. Evaluate whether you have a, well, this is the way I've always done it. This is the way I've always thought about it kind of faith. Are you willing to expand? For you, you, how do you generally deal with change? So maybe not in terms of your theological systems, your faith, your view of God, just in general, in your life. How are you with change? Are you the kind of person that likes change? Do you struggle with change? Maybe try to determine if if there's uh, anything you've changed your mind about recently. Maybe just look back and think: Have I have I changed? Is there anything I've changed on? Maybe it's a view, theological view, political view, worldview. Maybe there's a practice that you say I used to not think that was a good idea. Now I do it every day. Maybe there's a practice. Have you changed your mind about anything? (laughs) And so for you, what would repentance look like? What would changing your mind look like? Rumi, who I know many of you know, but Rumi uh, says, think of the big moves you have already made. From a single cell to a human being. Stay light-footed and keep moving. 
Now, what I want you to know is you've already changed a lot. Whether you were able to identify a list of things you've changed your mind about in the last year, you have changed. Think of the big moves you've made from a single cell to a human being. You've already expanded, changed. So stay light-footed and keep moving. Right? Just don't build any more walls. As soon as you feel that temptation to say, well, I've never done it that way. Just lean in a little further into that. Don't pull back. Lean in. Right? The call is to repent, to change our minds about God, and let our views expand towards a more inclusive and loving, beautiful view of God. Maybe for a second, uh, if you would just indulge me in a little thought experiment, you, you could just think to yourself about all that we have discovered in our world in the last hundred years. All the scientific discoveries, all the discoveries about the human body, all the discoveries in our planet. Think about all that's been discovered in the last hundred years. Now, do you think that there has ever been a scientist that has called a press conference, gotten everyone together to announce that there is less in the world than we originally thought? That there's less. Has anyone ever made an announcement that there's less mystery, less to explore, less to discover? No, the answer is no. We've only ever found out that there is more. There's more, that our universe goes wider and further than we originally thought. And since the universe exploded into being billions of years ago, the entire universe has been expanding. Right? Cells and stars growing, reaching outward, moving further, expanding. Our universe is always expanding, extending further than you could see and further than you could even imagine. We don't know how far it goes. And since the love of God burst into our world, into your life, it has been expanding. It's cellular and it's spiritual and it is moving you further than you've been before and you're not even sure how far it goes because there has never been a pastor or a theologian or a monk or a sweet faithful grandma who has announced to their family or church or friends that there is, that there is less of God's love. No one has ever preached a sermon that said, God is less than I thought he was. His love is less than I thought he was. No, we have only ever announced that God is bigger. God is better. God is more expansive. God is more loving. God is more beautiful. God is more inclusive. God is more just than I used to think. We have only ever expanded. From the universe to you, everything is expanding. The universe is rigged for your growth. And so the call today is to repent, to change your mind, because the kingdom is everywhere. To change your mind and expand your view of God because he is bigger, better, more loving, more just, and more beautiful than you could have ever imagined. The call is to change our minds into an expansive faith where our views of God grow wider and include more. So gather, this is my prayer for you today. Embrace all those changes you've already made. 
from single cell to whole and wonderful human being. You are made to expand and the universe is rigged for your growth. So today, take one step towards repentance. Take one step towards change. Take one step towards expanding and experience a love that is wider and higher and deeper than you can grasp or imagine. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.